welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. Today, we have fan favorite Ian Dixon, and within the next week, Toronto is also going to have fan favorite Ian Dixon. You're heading over to Toronto. That's to, right. That's right. Our lovely neighbors to the north, or slightly to the south. Yeah. The ones are there. Yeah. Wait a minute. It's south of Windsor? Where is Toronto? No, Toronto's to the north, but Ontario is south. Toronto's to the north, but Ontario's to the south. Windsor's south. Yes. And Toronto's north. Yes. And you're going north. Yes. Okay, I just need... But we're going south first. Okay, I just need to know where you're going to be. I just need to know where you're going to be, because if I don't know where you are, then... I won't know what to tell all the people uh, looking for your coordinates in the Scottcast email bag. That's a, it's a heady topic. It's a, it's a, it's quite a, it's quite a common topic. People are asking your exact coordinates because mm-hmm. people like to have help and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, since you're going to be in Canada, it's a much, it's a very liberal country. It's a mm-hmm. very uh, recently, it's a drug free kind of country not drug free drug there's drug freedom (laughs) that's what I meant (laughs) there's a lot of drug freedom in that country I don't know if that's taken effect yet but yeah they've approved uh, they're like hey weed's not a big deal yeah so since weed's not a big deal there uh, ecstasy must not be a big deal there either and I figured uh, if any Canadians want to be Ian with Ian like now's the time to do it that's right. Now's the time. Like so, if you're if you're listening to this somehow, and how we'll, soon are you going to push this out? Because we have like three episodes on backlog. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> Logistically, I need to push out like four episodes in a row. Yeah. But how great would it be if like I spent up, I was up all night tonight just editing episodes and publishing them like one after the other, uh, just and and then people get to this episode. Yeah, and the only reason. I did all that was because I want to make sure people have an opportunity to be Ian with Ian. <laughs> and I needed to make sure that uh, that the news got out there. <laughs> that would be great. That would either be really great or really not great. I mean, depends on <laughs> depends on who we who we catch in that with that little uh, yeah that little fish thing. But it would be fun. It would be a, a story. It would be a great story. So that's going to be a great. That's going to be a great opportunity for one of our favorite, uh, who who will become our favorite Scott Cast Canadian, yeah, Canadian Scott Castigator. Uh, the first, I mean, was seriously like I really think this is a great idea. We should get a listener to do ecstasy with you, <laughs> and we should make it in a foreign country. Like there's going to be there's no other podcast trying to do this, right? Yeah, and I'm all about making sure. Uh, Scott Cast. I'm all about making sure Scott Cast is like the an original, hundred uh, percent, fantastic medium, fantastic podcast. Something yeah, I think something, uh, something unique. In concept, we have gold already, but we haven't actually been able to enact it. Um, I mean, there was like the accidental one that that happened to John Waters, but right. I feel like if we were intentional about it, it would be a lot of fun. I think so. I think so. Like you know, just. Get together. You're you're with somebody who has years of experience taking people through like all sorts of experiences and like really making sure they they're they're grounded 
but enjoying themselves, even if they're in some sort of extraordinary circumstance. Mm -hmm. In my mind, there's no podcast better equipped for this venture than Scott Cast, and there's no podcast that is even trying it. Like, let's make podcast history. We'll be the first podcast that uh, that does this. But you know, we got to cover our legal basis, and like, I'm pretty sure in Canada, we're not promoting the use of MDMA. No, we're not, or or Molly, or ecstasy. But if you happen to be a, a user of those substances and want to hang out, then uh, just hit us up at hotforscottcast.com. Hotforscottcast at gmail dot com. At gmail email is a good go. one. Uh, which reminds me, uh, we got a flood of emails coming in ever since the ellipses episode came out. Mm-hmm. It turns out everyone's for ellipses. Everyone thinks I'm a jerk, and now everyone writes to me with ellipses littered across the page. <laughs> it's really backfired. <laughs> Man, I don't even know where we are with these episodes and what's aired and what hasn't. I'm pretty sure this is 35. Okay. Yeah, and the ellipses episode was 31. I just need to get through this backlog. We record pods faster than we publish pods because we we went through a phase where we recorded way too many. Well, we released a lot of pods right, right away, and I was like, you know what? I really want to burst these numbers through the roof. I really mm-hmm. want as many Scott Cast plays as possible. I want to show, show off my stats to my fellow podcasters and be like, hey, Check out how great ScottCast is. You guys suck compared to ScottCast. <laughs> and it turns out nobody could keep up. Even even faithful listeners like Master Charles were lagging behind. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like only, only, only Sabelle was uh, keeping up. But she, didn't, she hasn't been in the ScottCast fray until just a few episodes, like maybe 10 episodes ago, yeah. 10, 12 episodes. So she's been on the ScottCast dole for like 12 episodes in a row. When they come out, she listens and she comments. But like people like Master Charles, and these are people with like literally 24 hours under their belt of listening to us talk about whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, holy crap. Like when I thought about it that way, I was like, Wow. Like there's there's people who measure success in some ways with numbers. There's people who measure success in other ways with like feelings. But uh, that fact to me that people that there are people on this earth who have listened to Scottcast for a grand total of a full day, like twenty four hours in a row, like well, like a, them together. Yeah, like a Netflix binge. Yeah, more than a Netflix binge, yeah. practically. You know, like people people have like dedicated an entire day of their lives audit orally an entire oral day a u r a l oral day we we've been giving the oral they've been taking it in the oral <laughs> <laughs> but like they've dedicated a whole 24 hour period to taking our oral in their oral yeah and that's like that touches me it touches me in in the heart that's got to be the the episode title <laughs> taking our oral in their oral yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> might as well be <laughs> so like that's, that's just extremely touching and i'm just happy if, if you're one of those people who have logged over 20 hours of of scott cast under your belt uh email hot for scott cast at gmail.com and we'll make sure we we get something special to you, whether that's a bonus pod or a T-shirt or a coffee table book. Uh, 
we'll get something to you because you deserve it at this point. Like so, between this episode airing and say we'll give you ten days to listen to it, you know that's fair. Mm-hmm. Anybody who emails within that ten day period of this this episode launching and them. Uh, listening, and then they just have to tell us, hey, you know what? I've been on this ride for enough. I've got like 24 hours of Scott Cast under my belt. I'm, I'm like a prime Scott Castigator over here. What do I get out of it? And then I'll email you back with what you get out of it. It's going to be a surprise, though. Could be that uh, uncut bug-eating footage. Could be some bug-eating footage. You know, did someone vomit during Feudcast? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> it's very possible. So you're going to Toronto, which is great. And I just mm-hmm. came back from Chicago, which is also great. It was great. It was a great town. We took a train up there, and I gotta yeah. tell you, if you've never taken a train before, have you ever taken a train before? I have not. It is so good. It is so much better than driving. Yeah, like it takes about five hours to get to Chicago from here, which is about as long as it would take in a car. Same, yeah. You know, and. Uh, but you don't have to, like, swerve across traffic and worry about dying and stuff. Exactly. You don't have to worry about dying. You don't have to worry about anything like that. You I mean, you could die on a train. You, yeah, there's there's murder <laughs> car mysteries for a reason. <laughs> but uh, my experience was lovely. No one died, and the train didn't run anybody over. Apparently, that's I've been going on about this train thing with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of them are telling me that, oh, well, you didn't get it, you didn't run over a deer or a person yeah. or a car in your train, which I guess <laughs> is a common thing. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I was lucky with that. But good news is they gave you free newspapers. Okay. Uh, there's plenty of leg room, full outlets, free Wi Fi, uh, a full cafe car. You can get up and down however you please. There's practically no rules. No one checks your luggage. No one makes you take your shoes off. No one no one frisks you on your way in. Yeah. It's a wonderful time. It's super easy to get into the train station. You just kind of, for, for here, it's for Royal Oak. It's literally you just stand by the tracks <laughs> and wait for the train to stop, and then you just hop on. And they check your ticket on the train. Yeah. So, so you just get on, and they would be like, oh... You're on now. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, that was not nice. <laughs> That's like their entire security policy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's slightly um, slightly telling you, hey, uh, why not? Why did you do that? We're, you're gonna have to, we're, we're going to have to politely ask you to leave on the next stop. <laughs> so, hey, that was great. We'll so, take you 100 miles, but then you got to leave. <laughs> Yeah, we can't necessarily stop here because <laughs> we're kind of already going. <laughs> and I guess there's room. <laughs> so the train was great, and we got to we got to Chicago, and we were hungry, and we went to a Mexican restaurant. Had a we ordered way too much food because mm-hmm. you know after travel everyone's hungry, of course. And so we got a big bag of food, and afterwards, uh, I was waiting for Sabal outside and a guy came up right uh asking for food asking asking for help kind of thing he started out with like he showed me like these little he showed me this uh 
little device that's supposed to charge Apple iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know the stupid headphones where it's where it's just a where it's just the bod. There's no wires. Yeah. Like he showed me a charger for that. It was like, hey, this is, is this yours? Did you drop this? Like, um, of course I didn't. You know. And then he just transitioned right into asking for food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh well, you know, I have this. I have this. Uh, I have this, uh, this these leftovers. We ordered way too much. There's like a full enchilada in here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, ah, well, you know, man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm lactose intolerant, you know? And I was like, oh, well, that's too bad. That's too bad, you know? Like, yeah. And so I gave him some money. And he was like, oh, thank you, man. You know, it's just like I'm so lactose intolerant. It's like every time I eat cheese, it just my throat blocks up and all that. And I was like, oh, yeah? Okay, well, that's terrible. I don't know what lactose intolerant means. I just, <laughs> Sounds horrible. Right? Uh, and, and so... so you, you looked it up later? <laughs> Well, Saval told me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not what happens when you're lactose intolerant. And, and I was like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I you know, I gave him some money instead right. of, the, of the thing. And I was like, oh, just go get some food. Why not? Yeah. And so we went on, and we kept walking. And we, I still had the food because he didn't take it. Mm-hmm. And another guy comes up, and I'm like, oh, finally, I can, I can pawn off this food. And I go to pawn it off on him, mm-hmm. and he starts rattling off the same speech about being lactose intolerant. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so this is a thing now. This yeah. is part of their script, I'm thinking, is that they claim lactose intolerance, or they claim some sort of food allergy when you offer actual food right. so that they can get money, which for whatever reason. Right. You know, and so I was just like, oh, well, geez, I felt a little swindled. Man, I had a, an experience in, like that in Hamtramck, actually. Oh, yeah? What happened? Um, well, I was going to pick up uh, a trashy pizza from Amici's, okay, that's as good, one does. It's good pizza. And uh, there was a lady in that parking lot, like between Yemen's and uh, what's the one that goes the other way? By uh, by Polish Village there, that big public parking lot. So she stops me and she's like, "Oh, um, can you help me out? I got my, I got four kids and we're staying." Denmark. Staying in the park. <laughs> yes, you might have met this lady. This lady's been telling me that story for over a year. Yeah. Yeah, and like she, her house recently burned down. Yes. And she has a crazy ex. Yes. All the same details. She's been around for a long time. She's been around for a long time. She's been stopping me ever so, since I've lived here. As a, as a good social worker, I was like, oh, I have all these resources I can share <laughs> with you. Have you tried this and this and this and this? And she's like, oh, yeah, we they told me it would be a week or two. I'm just waiting. I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'm on my way to Amici's. I will buy you a pizza to feed your children tonight. Right. And she's like, oh no, I just, uh, I really need some money. So she didn't give me the lactose intolerance story. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been to Chicago. But maybe that's the problem. I mean, people assume, oh, you're on the streets. You're having a rough time. You're on drugs. Right, and you don't you don't want the food money because you just want it for drugs. Right, that's the that's the immediate thing like that people think when 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 that kind of thing's going on. But we need to evaluate this scientifically. Okay, like how many people are actually on drugs? How many people yeah. are what? Like how many people want money just because they want to buy their own food? Lactose intolerance is the primary cause of homelessness, and we just never caught on. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Everyone just keeps giving these people cheese. Stop it. <laughs> cheese is not the way to go. I mean, fucking think about it. Like, All right. you got your dairy alternatives. 
How much is that shit cost? You gotta go to Whole Foods to get, get soy that? milk, stuff like that. It's like $20 a bottle or whatever the fuck? Right, $5 for like a half a gallon. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That'll bankrupt you. That'll put you on the streets. It would. It would. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you know? So we need to evaluate this scientifically. We need a, a proper research study to, to determine what the best approach is. Right. I, I agree. I, I mean, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you have an experience. Uh, you, you, like, you come to this lactose intolerance thought a little bit quicker than I did, like that it's an epidemic and stuff like that. I thought just immediately, oh, well, it, it turns out in Chicago people are right sensitive to, to people's food allergies because everyone's gluten-free, right? you know, whatever, gluten intolerant, all those kind of things. That would be a wise play if you were uh, manipulating for drug money. Right, right. Uh, So, like, but you have experience. You've seen uh, the other end of lactose intolerance (laughs) (laughs) in these populations. Because you used to work in the in in the diner that was the Jimmy John's that was featured in Batman vs Superman. That's correct. So I yeah, um, we had a particular alley between the Ford building and the Penobscot building, where we threw our trash. And there were a number of homeless folk who also frequented that alley and used that as their restroom because they weren't allowed to use our restroom because they weren't paying customers. Sure, sure. That's 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 one way a policy can bite you in the ass. <laughs> so, on more than one occasion, I was... Uh, confronted with with the excrement of, of our, our homeless population, mm-hmm. and it tends to be pretty runny. Okay, so you've analyzed it. <laughs> so you have already conducted the studies. Like, <laughs> well, I'm saying it's they're not having a healthy diet. I don't know if it's like dairy rich and they're just like, whoa, like maybe they did take some some leftover enchiladas and they had a, a bad experience about that. Right. I know. We we threw out a lot of like we would bake off like shit tons of bread every day for the lunch rush, and then whatever we didn't use, we threw out. Mm-hmm. And they they trolled our dumpster for the leftovers. The bread was not dairy free; it had both egg and milk. Okay, so that could be part of it. Maybe they they just ate a lot of Jimmy John's bread, and they. They got the runs. <laughs> I mean, if I was lactose intolerant, I wouldn't think not to eat bread. I mean, if you're homeless, like you gotta kind of gotta do what you gotta do. You eat what you get. Yeah, right. Which is which is part of why I'm a little skeptical about people who wouldn't take the right giant enchilada because you know you can always pick apart the cheese and like go for the inside because there's plenty of different kinds of food in an enchilada and the sure. and the cheese is usually melted on top, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know food. I don't have a I don't have a stove. More on that later. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, yeah, you can you can pick around that, right? Maybe so, they they looked at you and they were like, uh, I'm not eating anything this guy's eating. I can see that. I mean, I don't look like the healthiest <laughs> person in the world. <laughs> like I'm trying to survive, sir. <laughs> I can't do what you do. <laughs> I don't know what kind of death witch you got, but I want to eat food that works for me. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like uh we assume a lot about people's motivations and we should maybe gather some more information about that before right. we make those judgments. Yeah, and I don't mean the virtue signal or whatever the hell the word is or whatever however that goes, but yeah. uh 
after this whole trip, I when I was back home and I went to a gas station. I went to the gas station over by uh, the interstate, um, and and there was this guy, you know, same thing, called yep. called me over and stuff like that. But he was telling me about how people about how the owner was like uh, saying, "Oh, you shouldn't be asking people here. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to call the cops on you mm. and stuff like that." So I was, I just felt bad for the guy. So I. All that learning, I just gave him money anyway. Yeah. And here's how I justified it to myself. Okay. So I wouldn't have to experience cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. from going, getting swindled in Chicago, being like, oh, I should be more careful to, to literally the next time someone asks me. Yeah. I'm like, here's my money. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, like, let's say, let's say 99 people out of 100 are swindling you for straight up meth. You know, let's go crazy right. and say okay. that's the case. You know, hypothetical, odds are that's not the case. But, like, if I was that one person mm-hmm. who just really needed a sandwich. Yeah. And going around asking for money, stuff like that. Like, like, how fucked would I be if everyone in the world was like... That would be like, awful, yeah. Yeah, everyone in the world thought I was part of the meth head. And that's probably not far off from where we're at. Because, I mean, right. even people who are well off are committing fraud and fucking you every day <laughs> yeah yeah so so like my thought of it was is like it's not my responsibility what this guy does with the money i give him right he can go and buy meth he can go and buy food it's his responsibility to make a decision that'll do something to help him out right or do something to his detriment and like all I'm doing You're is giving, giving him the, the opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's how I justified it to myself. Okay. And then I got to Meyer and realized I didn't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> and I started asking everybody. <laughs> this is kind of harkening back to uh, it's going to be episode 34, maybe. I don't know. Some one of the the steal the tip stealer. The tip stealer. Like, he needed that seven dollars in there. Oh, that's right. And Amtramic Avengers. Amtramic Avengers <laughs> fucked him up against a dumpster. <laughs> you really needed that seven dollars, you know. So, and like, you can't even get any good drugs for seven dollars, right? He was probably going to get a sandwich. Yeah, you know, that's that's about all you can get with that kind of cash, that kind of scratch. So, you know, maybe just, maybe just. Set a budget, like, cause like, like, <laughs> like Christians have this concept where, like, uh, every month or so, or or every, you get a certain. Christians invented income tax. Yeah, you pay tithes. Exactly, ten yeah, percent. It's, like, 10%. it's like a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it was when I was a kid, uh, when I was a teenager, I should say. Uh, we had we went to my family went to a church and. Uh, this is kind of when I kind of dropped off of the whole going to church thing because they had this whole like six eight week sermon on uh, tithing, yeah, on what it meant, and like you know they're very adamant that tithing means ten percent, and this is what was ordained, and the entire thing was just a fundraiser for expanding cover the up church. for a pedophile ring. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Like this is just a local church of mine. Hopefully they're just they're just trying to get a nice. Nice left courtyard or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Legal fees, right? Like, notwithstanding, I mean, it wasn't Catholic. I should say that. 
should clarify, this was not a Catholic church, so this was probably just for youth group mics or something like that, because they had... They did have a bitchin' audio set up. I did. I ran audio for them, and yeah. they had all the all the good stuff. They had sure, like this audio setup we have is nothing compared to what they had. They had all the good stuff, but uh, you know, you know, whatever. They they were upfront about what they were buying with it, at least. Yeah. And and so, but my thought is, is like, okay, you know, we're supposed to tithe. Why do I need a tithe to this guy just because I show up? Yeah. So why not? My tithe is just ten percent of my income. If somebody asks me if they if they need money, I'll just okay. I can. I'll just think to myself, okay, I can. I can withstand that much, and that's my withstanding of giving. And mm-hmm. then it's their choice afterwards. I don't mean to virtue signal about all this shit. Like I said earlier, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm just trying to come up with a middle ground. Between between totally barring off income from people who ask, yeah, and, and enabling like and enabling everybody, yeah. and like being a total pigeon, right? Because I don't want to be a total pigeon. That's the main thing. Yeah. I don't care if people are doing math. I don't want to be a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> that has, that affects my ego. <laughs> that makes me feel like an idiot. <laughs> well, Tesla fell in love with a pigeon. You know what? You didn't know that story? No. What did he do? Like Tesla, like Nicholas. He literally fell in love with a pigeon. He yeah. fell in love with a pigeon. That's so sweet. Why did he fall in love with a pigeon? Because people wonder how Edison swindled him over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, watch the Drunk History episode, and it's like, it's pretty factual, actually. Okay. Well, yeah, they, they just give them a script to read, and they're yeah. just drunk. But yeah, he like uh, in his his final days, he like tended to pigeons out of his hotel room, and there was this particular pigeon that that kept coming back, and they kind of had like a connection, and it's like a come to Jesus moment with Tesla and this pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And so, like, how did he express his love? Did he just did he draw him? Like, draw the pigeon, name the pigeon. Was it did it have a name? I hope it did. I, I would imagine it did. Pidgey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that sort of detail right now. Uh, I sh- hey, this is kind of spur of the moment. I should right. have prepared about talking about Tesla. Why didn't you? Why didn't you write notes about Tesla's love Sorry. affair with his pigeon? Wouldn't you know that that would come up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to make another point before I brought up Tesla. What were we talking about? We were talking about how how it's for my ego. Like I don't want to be a pigeon. Yeah. I don't want to have my ego uh, bruised by by feeling like I get swindled and pushed over, and I'm a pushover. Talking about balance and stuff. Balance, the balance between giving everything away and being a total uh, uh, just draw the curtain kind of guy. Yeah. Which turns out that's what the phrase is: draw the curtain, not peel it back, <laughs> <laughs> undraw the curtain. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I I lost whatever I was gonna say. Okay, sorry. That's fine. So so it's just that's just kind of I, I, that helps me out. Like if 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 Tesla fell in love with a pigeon, then maybe it's not too bad to be a pigeon. Yeah, and I can just be a pigeon, and it's fine. But don't also, you know, or, yeah, it feels good. It feels good. Uh, so that was that was the first few minutes in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> was all that. Uh, but the big thing that we got to see, literally, we went to the Field Museum. Yes, and the Field Museum was amazing. I I absolutely loved it. It had the Field Museum in Chicago. If you don't know. 
is where they have all the coolest freaking dinosaurs. They uh, they generally house Sue, which is uh, the world's most complete uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. And uh, they didn't have that guy at the time. So what do they do to replace Sue? How do you replace the world's most complete Tyrannosaurus Rex? Why? Do do? With the world's largest dinosaur, Maximo the Titanosaur, 125 feet long, something so gargantuan that you really, it, j- pictures just don't do it justice. That was with Sabelle. Sabelle is a professional photographer. She mm-hmm. is an expert at capturing not only the essence of things, but uh, but but how it feels to be in their presence, mm-hmm. and she admitted defeat. <laughs> she couldn't do it. Not defeat of ti- of Maximo that Titanosaur. You know this, is, and I mean, I I was just struck in awe. I'm like thinking about it now, and I'm totally word salading over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm about. Did you like do the? What's uh, the word? The. Um... Where you like stand next to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stood next. Yeah, you know, it's scale kind scale. of scale. That's what I meant. <laughs> but there was like no way. There was no way she could it was back like, up. Enough. It was like you and like the toenail. Right. Like, <laughs> there was pictures of me right next to like the femur and stuff like that. There was pictures yeah. of me like right underneath it, and then you saw it. But like, if you're right next to the foot, you still don't get a sense of like how long you it is. Get back, like. Uh, hundred yards or You'd something. You have to exit the building. Yeah, <laughs> and like there wasn't enough room in the giant <laughs> building. The building that can house a titanosaur and a T Rex and all of these things. The world's largest freaking museum lobby in the world. Mm-hmm. You couldn't take a picture and understand the the just immense size of this thing. And when I came in, uh, I saw it's raining. I saw a uh, Quetzalcoatlus. Yeah, up uh, hanging in the in the air right next to this giant creature and the first thought in my mind was idiots these <laughs> stupid museum people you can't put the Quetzalcoatlus there next to this guy no one's gonna believe how big it is cause it's a cause the Quetzalcoatlus is a 550 pound flying thing and I've got pictures up on the internet of you got ghosts in here? I guess so <laughs> I got pictures up on the internet of uh of me next to this Quetzalcoatlus because yeah. we could capture that scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out I was totally correct. That is not the right way to do it. They had a whole other Quetzalcoatlus upstairs uh, in launch position, which is where it had all four mm-hmm. uh, limbs on the ground ready to launch, and it was standing up. So basically you got to stand right next to it. And this thing could just pick you up, eat you on the way, I don't know, wherever it's flying. Yeah. Like, you think eagles are badass, which we've elucidated several times on Scottcast? Well, they will throw a goat off a mountain. Right. The Quetzalcoatlus will throw, like, an elephant off a mountain, <laughs> you know? They're, they're amazing creatures. So we saw all these great things. Mm. And uh, it, was, so it was a great trip to Chicago. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I might talk about it a little bit further, because yeah. I'm... I'm in love with podcasting. I have so mm-hmm. many different podcasts uh, that I'm starting and doing now. I'm just obsessed with podcasting at this point. I'm kind of concerned. It's uh, <laughs> too much potting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like uh, going into to bipolar territory. You're uh, very goal-oriented in like an extreme way. 
You think all these podcasts? I don't know. I, I mean, mean, well, okay. Well, let's 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 let the let's let the audience decide. <laughs> I've got a podcast about dinosaurs because I own a dinosaur website. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to kind of start p- putting more pods down there. I only have one there, and the idea with that podcast it would be called Dinosaur Dispatch. Mm-hmm. You subscribe to that, and every episode is going to be a five to fifteen minute. Uh, just explanation of how cool a dinosaur is, okay. basically. That's fair, because that's brief and that's like a, a passion. Exactly. It seems like a lot of research work, maybe, but... Uh, that's something I do anyway. For a, for a brief episode, that's that's reasonable. There you go. Okay. For a normal person. So far, not bipolar. So far. <laughs> and then I have another, another podcast planned uh, where I want to um, promote... Local Detroit songwriters. Okay. And the idea behind that podcast is people who are fans of these people will subscribe to the podcast, and every week or so, they'll get a new pod delivered to them that basically just says, this is where all these songwriters are going to be, this is the news happening, and then maybe after that, uh, like an interview or a song or two from one of the songwriters in question. Okay. Again, short, to the point, and uh, makes makes sense, and I feel like it has a good audience. All these podcasts have like more of a niche audience than ScottCast. ScottCast is for the world. That's true. ScottCast kind of has no limits. Yeah. That's, that's very uh, very precise. Right. Yeah, very precise. So we got people who like dinosaurs. We got people who like the songwriters from Detroit. And I have a client of mine that I do work for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been managing their website for years. And uh, they sell classics. They sell springs for classic cars and stuff like that, like leaf yeah. springs, coil springs. They manufacture, sell them. And so we're going to do a podcast all about uh, suspensions and shop talk, basically, around this stuff. So I'm getting paid for that. So that's okay. another excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And so like I have all those podcasts planned. And uh, soon enough, I'm going to have a, we're going to have a new segment on ScottCast, uh, uh, Sundays with Sabelle. Mm-hmm. That I'm excited for, where me and Sabelle are going to pod, and, okay. it, and this way it's not going to be it's not going to be as regular as the David and Ian pods, but it'll be it'll be good for when say you're going to Toronto or something like that, and you can't make it, it up. That, that'd be a good way to get to a hundred. If I go Friday, Dave goes Saturday, Sabelle goes Sunday. Yeah, it's the weekend. It's got cast. I weekend. mean, that ruins the rest of your week. <laughs> <laughs> With editing, but yeah, I'm just sitting around editing, and uh, and and like basically my entire life is just editing <laughs> podcasts and uh, hopefully getting some work done. Yeah, you know. But hey, I kind of love it. Hey, I kind of love podcasting. If that's what you enjoy, that's what you do. That's right. That's right. So I'm excited about all that kind kind of thing, and like this is the real test. Of whether I can pull off all these podcasts mm-hmm. is by the end of this month, Scottcast headquarters is going to move. We're not leaving Sunny Hamtramck. I'm just moving across town. But if Scottcast publishes and stays regular and doesn't, there's no service interruption. Yeah. Then I think I have what it takes for to become the world's most legendary podcaster. Okay. If I can. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's a bit you of a light. Back that up. <laughs> maybe that's a bit of a light test. <laughs> what is that assumption based on? Well, you know, like if I can, if I can not only like manage a very stressful part of my life, mm-hmm. like my landlord doesn't want me to move, right? Because 
my landlord, by the way, he looks just like Batman. Michael, yeah, <laughs> he looks just like Michael Keaton. He talks just like Michael Keaton. He has the same mannerisms as Michael Keaton. Uh, but he is, you know, he's just a landlord. So if and he's been uh, he's been trying to convince me not to move, and he's been saying stuff like. Uh, like moving, you know, it's both, people consider moving to be the most stressful part of uh, life. <laughs> Stuff like that. He's really, he's really trying to nail it down that uh, moving is a stressful thing because he wants to keep me around. You know what else is stressful? Mm. Not having a working refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or stove. <laughs> Stuff like that. That's also stressful. So. So I'm moving headquarters. I'm moving all the way across town, uh, closer to the uh, Hamtramck Avengers headquarters at Cafe Ooh. 1923. So yeah, you're safe over there. I know I'll be safe. That's that, that might be why I'm actually moving because uh, I know, like here, law enforcement sketchy, but over there, we got the Hamtramck Avengers right backing me up. You know, like I can, I'll just sleep with my door open. <laughs> And all my valuables on my front step doesn't matter. Got the Hamtramck Avengers ready to nail someone. But you can also put out like enchiladas for people who really need them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For the for for those who aren't lactose intolerant, we can uh, put out some good enchiladas and stuff like that. So, oh, (laughs) jeez. So that's good. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. I've got I've got a hundred different podcasts ready to go. I've got uh, I've got I'm moving. I'm moving Scott Cat headquarters. We just got out of Chicago, and it was a b- brilliant time in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You're going to Toronto, and there's and you're going to have someone take ecstasy with you. Potentially, potentially. <laughs> well, if we get these pods out, and there's all sorts of action here in the the middle of North America. What do you mean? Like there's a lot of ecstasy in the middle of North America? No, like uh, Scottcast, we're, we're stretching out through North America. We're, That's right. We're traveling, we're, we're poking our little uh, feelers out and seeing what's, what's happening. I was thinking about doing that. I was thinking when I was in Chicago, I noticed all these flyers everywhere. Yeah. Like, why shouldn't I just get a train, ride a train to all these different cities... Uh, and print out Scottcast posters. Just start tagging stuff. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just spray paint everything. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Pittsburgh. <laughs> this is Scottcast. Uh, spray paint www.audibletrial.com forward slash Scottcast on every billboard. And, and a little bit of copy that explains that you can get any book you want if you go yeah. to that link. And it's totally free. And it supports this podcast. It keeps us going. So That's what I was going to do. That's what you're going to do? I was going to plug uh, Audible. Well, you could still can. What's the link? <laughs> I don't know anymore. You know what do you mean you don't know anymore? It's been the same the whole time. AudibleTrial.com forward slash Scottcast. That's right. That's the link. That's where you go. And, like We need people to do it. We need at least one person to do it. We need at least one more person to do it because we're one person away from crossing the, the payment threshold. And like we got other subscribers, but we need one more. So that I can actually get paid. Because <laughs> they're holding the money back until we get one more. <laughs> we, we desperately need an audibletrial.com forward slash Scottcast subscription. Come on, guys. Help me out. We need to fund these enchiladas. We need to fund the enchiladas. 
We need to find... Uh, We've been buying t-shirts for people. Scott's giving everybody mugs. Yeah. This is an expensive operation. Winners and losers. Winners and losers. It's just like we're funding a trip to take ecstasy with Ian somewhere <laughs> sometime soon. We need some scratch, man. <laughs> we need some help. You know, like I'm trying to come up with all these Scott Cast products like I was telling Dave in the last episode. Uh, because I've been hanging around with Sabelle so often and, and she's been taking so many different pictures of me and she's such a great photographer. Like, I'm, I was thinking, you know what we need to do? You know, we need to make a Scott Cass coffee table book. Yeah. You know, it's, it'll have, like, it'll be nice and thick and big and beautiful, and people can put it on their coffee tables. Because that's what a coffee table book is for. It's it's for bragging about your interests. Yeah. And that's what I want the Scott Casticators to do. Don't hold Scott Cast back from your life. Like, you need to wear, if you're a Scott Castigator, you need to wear that pride on your face you know what i'm saying that's right you need to you need to have it out there you need to be you need to be going pro scott cast all the time like if and if somebody's you talking be a scott castigator if you weren't in somebody's face that's right so if someone ever mentions any of the topics we've mentioned <laughs> you need to be like hey i heard a podcast talk about that and they were real interesting go to www.scottcast.us and check it out <laughs> it'll be great so please please we need more promotion we need you know, more plays well we could do if we were mailing out uh, coffee table books is we could also in the packaging include like 30 commemorative Sally Ride <laughs> <laughs> stamps that's right that'll be great my uh my my mother dear she is uh like there was a there was a store in holdridge that was going out of business and they had a big clearance sale and so my mom knowing that i don't purchase clothes for myself unless that has scott cast on it uh she decided oh i'm gonna get scott a bunch of clothes and send it over to him which was great but <laughs> the box that she sent it in, uh, I think she tried to she tried to stamp it. I love that so much. <laughs> Just so, looking at it, it's like a it. Let, let me go get the. You can tell that she like she thought it was gonna work, and then she was like, "Oh, there's not enough surface area for this." Thirty four, thirty eight, forty Sally Ride stamps, plus. Eight dollars of U.S. postage additional <laughs> on top of that. How much did Sally Ride stamps go for? I think they're like some sort of forever stamp. Are they? So they were? They're like whatever the standard postage is. I think so. I, I can't imagine. I mean, if you look at the box, it, it, you would think that these stamps are like two cents each. They are forever stamps. So what's the current postage? Whatever it is, it's a lot. <laughs> there was well, some in Fucking thirty of them on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's at least thirty-five cents, right? So it's, it's like three, four dollars, something like that. Anyway, point is, it was not nearly enough. 
And poor mom, she could have just had the U.S. postage people, but uh, <laughs> she just, just she put uh, all those stamps on there. Yeah, she could have kept all those Sally Ride stamps, <laughs> uh, sent letters or something like that. But now, like, I have this panel of box that I kind of just want to keep. Yeah. Like, I haven't thrown it away. I've, this box I, I got in, like, two months ago, but it's such a beautiful piece. Of, like, it, it, it looks it like looks an Andy really Warhol. nice, yeah. Doesn't it, like, look like an, an Andy Warhol piece? Yeah. You know, like those Campbell soup things? It does. It's beautiful. We'll, we'll post that up on Instagram for Skycasticators. <laughs> you guys can check it out. You know, uh, block out your address, or I guess it won't be your address for very much longer. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, yeah, <laughs> Skycast Headquarters. We'll, we'll post that later. And you guys can visit historic Skycast Headquarters. <laughs> It'll be great. So... Yeah, I mean, this was quite a light Scottcast because I did not have any... We didn't come with much content. We did not come with much content, but it's been good stuff. We, how, we're, how are we? We're doing 40 minutes? That's all right. Well, this is 50 minutes because the original part, I paused. We paused, yeah. I paused to adjust the setting. Well... That's a good. That's a good little mini cast. It's a good mini cast. We've got. Um, I think that's what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to like sprint edit like the next three, four casts, yeah. and I'm going to have them all come out like right away. Like, so like Master Charles is just going to shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to like his phone is going to like get like blown up from like the memory that's all of a sudden being taken up. <laughs> That'd be great. So what did we learn today? What did we learn? What did we learn? We learned uh, we learned that you know just because a hobo is lactose intolerant or a homeless person or someone just asking for alms is lactose intolerant doesn't mean doesn't mean they're doing math. I don't know what. What did we learn about that? Tithing is good. You shouldn't uh, you shouldn't assume you about what what people's needs are. Yeah, you don't know where they're coming from. Yeah, have you, have you seen that? Maybe they were bankrupted because. They couldn't afford the lactose-free foodstuffs. It's totally possible. They might not be meth heads. You don't know. You know, I, I mean, how many people can possibly be doing meth? Like, there's, like of that's the quantity, what I'm saying. We need more research. Yeah, of the quantity of people who are homeless, you know, just just you know, just walking down the street. Yeah. Like, how many of them could po- like? Like, who's the, who's the rich meth dealer? I mean, you want you want to be cautious. You don't want to be a sucker. Right, but also, if you can spare a tithe, you know, if you can spare ten percent of your income, you might be able to reduce crime and make the Hamtramck Avengers uh, useless. Like maybe they don't need to steal tip jars if you just give them a little cash. Yeah, they can just enjoy their coffee on their own. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That'll be great. Like I, I feel we like should they just should. we should just help each other out. Oh, by the time this podcast comes out, yeah, Emily Rose's new album will be out. Holy fuck, that's happening like tomorrow. Yeah, so like tomorrow in recording time, and like two weeks ago, <laughs> in, in release, release time. time yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, gotta go. Oh, that's a great plug. Go to emilyrosemusic dot com and buy the album "Wake Up Brave." I named the thing. It is excellent. I've listened to it. That's right. Sabelle took the picture for it. It's pretty much a Scott Cass production at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, like in, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go over to Emily. I'm going to be like, okay, I need my 50% now. <laughs> Pay up. <laughs> I'll have my guy with the bat. Tanya's friend, you know. 
And I'll get some. That, and finally, Scottcast will have some funding. So please, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you're into good music, check out the Emily Rose uh, new album, which is fantastic. It'll be on Spotify probably. It'll be on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while you're on, while you're at it, subscribe to Scottcast on Spotify and iTunes. Also, play Detroit Become Human and listen to Emily Rose on there. Yeah, that's the, she's there too. If you if you're into PS4, if you're into Androids, if you're into that kind of thing. Did I mention how I, how uh, we have a... Oh, there we go. This is how we're going to end it. Oh. We're going to talk about my... We're going to talk about how Scott Cass is going to... I'm going to force ourselves into the next iteration of Detroit Become Human. That's right. Like, here's the premise of Detroit Become Human. Uh, it's the future of Detroit, like 20 years from now. And all the androids... Like, There's a bunch of androids, right? And like they're like human like, but they're just for service. You know, there's there's androids that clean your house. There's androids that do the dishes. There are androids that do accounting. There's androids that do all the all sorts of you know the sex androids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the, all sorts of androids. And the premise of this game is that something happens in their circuitry or something, and and they generate free will and they become uh, human. Basically, right. so that's 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 where it comes from, and Scottcast legendary, and it's all in Detroit, and Scottcast legendarily is hosted by somebody who wants to become a robot. <laughs> I want to become a podcasting robot so that I can. Pod- so it'll be like reverse. It'll be Detroit become Android. Yeah, that's a perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect freaking sequel to that. <laughs> you know. Uh, so my thought is that we need, if when they do the sequel to Detroit Become Human, mm-hmm. uh, the same way that they included Emily Rose in the game, where you're playing the game and then all of a sudden you hear in the background uh, Emily Rose's Seven Moons playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere in the game, there's going to be a radio on or something like that, or a podcast playing, and it's going to be me. <laughs> And it, it's, it's, it's the future. And it's going to be doorbell robot. That's right. In the, it's the future, <laughs> and it's going to be finally me. It's going to be me talking to Ian about how I finally just became an android. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be great. It's like a perfect plug for Scott Cast. It fits perfectly in both universes, the real one and the Scott Cast one. No, I mean the real one and the Detroit Become Human one. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and... Really, what exemplifies Detroit better than Scottcast? We're we're hard scrabbled. We're 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 doing this. We're doing this out of our own pocket. We're being innovative. Uh, we're we're pretty much as we're going to pretty much make a as big of an impact on the world as Ford did. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Motown. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna be just as big as these guys, you know, because we're from Detroit and oh. R.I.P. Uh, Aretha. Aretha. That's right. Just yesterday, that was the case, isn't it? I just drove by uh, the Motown Museum today, and there was like people taking their wedding photos. That's strange. But I was like, hey, that's not a good time for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be joyful. Like I know when I was driving around Detroit before, like it was like. Uh, it was like uh, prayers for Aretha and stuff like that all over mm-hmm. the place, like the Fox Theater. Instead of having yeah. the promotionals on the marquee, they just had things for Aretha. So Aretha Franklin passed away at a very young age, really. Like, she was just like 75 or something like yeah. that. 
So for somebody who can, you'd think you know could afford the best health care and stuff like that. It's a very yeah. young age. I mean, we're uh, we're fragile beings. That's right. That's right. And not everybody can become an android That's like true. I am and become immortal. So, with that somber note. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry to bring it down there. That's okay. Uh, David and I were debating on ways of uh, ending ScottCast in the future. Yeah. Like, uh, like not like ending the whole run, because ScottCast won't end. Humanity is going to end before ScottCast does. Like, should we, should we be hopeful, or should we, like, really crush you right at the end? I mean, it seems like we're crushing <laughs> at the end at this point. Um, but we were thinking, like, because right, right now, our general thing... Is we bid adieu, right? Yeah, I bid the adieu, and and David said he wasn't too big into it. It seemed like an off the cuff thing that we cuffed ourselves to. He said, yeah, and so I was like, okay, well, what can we do instead? Like, I'd like to remind people that they're listening to the Scottcast, so they know how great Scottcast is, mm-hmm. and they know that they just they just had a Scottcast Scottcast. Like, and Ladondo when he promoted Scottcast, he said the way he did it, he said, I did a podcast. That's a Scottcast. I was like, hmm. I kind of like, I kind of like, uh, I kind of like that way of thinking about it. It's a Scott cast, so like maybe at the end of our episodes we can be like, and that's a Scott cast. Kind of like uh, how Piggly Wiggly or what's his name, Parky the Piggly, Parky Pig. Kind of like how he stutters and does. That's all, folks. That's all, huh? That's right. That's right. And we can do like a that's a Scott cast. Da 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 da. Woo do 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 do. Something like that. Some music, yeah. I mean, we'll figure something better out. <laughs> that'll, do, that'll, okay. that'll do for now. Whatever. Okay. And I was thinking we need to get. I was thinking maybe we should do get some theme songs going for Scott Cast. I believe in that. Yes. Because we know all these beautiful musicians. Let's get them to sing about Scott Cast. Let's do that. Like, that's Scott Cast. It's the super colorful, original, telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> we can figure something out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's Ian's way of saying I it's a bad a idea. <laughs> I'm willing to make a bad theme song. You, you are? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. All right. Well... Until we get that going. What episode is this? 35? This is 35, I think. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) By episode 38, we'll have a bad theme song. Okay, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys. Fuck everyone. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. And with that, I bid the adieu. A B, a B, a B, a B, that's a Scott Cast. (laughs) (laughs) See, I guess it don't work.